0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow It Just Plain Zach for funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. Um, today, to quote the ever-so-woke Justin Bieber... If you like the way you look so much, oh baby, you should go and love yourself. And that is what today's episode is going to be about. We're going to learn how to have better relationships with your boo, with your friends, probably with your vibrator, because that's a type of love too. So... To help me kick things off, please welcome, I have two of my really good friends who just hosted a relationship summit. First, I have celebrity nutritionist and founder of Soul Wellness Method, Shauna Felici.
1: Hi. Welcome back. Thank you.
0: And I also have holistic health coach, best known for her Adderall detox, Vanessa Fitzgerald. Hello. How are you guys? I haven't You haven't been on this show in a minute.
1: I know. It's been a while. You haven't been
0: in the new studio.
1: No. Over a year. Yeah. The new studio is beautiful. Thank you. Yes.
0: I designed it myself. <laughs> okay. You guys also haven't done my icebreaker questions.
2: I don't believe so. No.
0: Okay. First question. Where did you go up, grow up? And if I can talk today. And what part of the world are you currently living in now? We'll start with you, Vanessa.
2: I grew up in Los Angeles and I live in Los Angeles. It's really exciting stuff. I never Not left. Still, I left. Shauna, I left you have a more exciting years. story. <laughs> Uh, it's. I mean, it sounds
1: more exciting, but Vanessa did leave and do things besides L.A., so I'll give her that. Thank but you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Long Island, New York. I lived in Manhattan for six years, and I've lived in Los Angeles for almost six years.
0: And you like it?
1: I have a love-like relationship with Los Angeles, yeah. and I'm in New York in a week, and I'm beyond excited. Yeah. So there's always kind of like this battle back and forth when I visit New York. I'm like, "Uh, oh. but then I come back and I'm like, oh, the sunshine, the weather, the food. The vibes
0: way different though." The vibes
1: way different, yeah.
0: What's one word your mom would use to describe you, Vanessa? Uh, quirky. Quirky.
1: My mom would say like beautiful. <laughs>
0: As your mom should say. Give me a fun fact, Shauna. What's one thing people would not expect about you?
1: I love driving stick shift, and really? I am a really good parallel parker.
0: Really,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: Vanessa, fun fact.
2: Oh my god, I feel like I put all my personal business <laughs> on the internet at this point. <laughs> I know, everybody knows everything about me, right? Um, aside from giving myself coffee enemas all the time, mm,
0: love the coffee enemas.
2: Um, fun fact. Ugh. I
0: mean, uh, that's a fun fact that you do coffee
2: enemas, right? I think
0: for people that I talk aren't, about
2: poop all day, every day, so you're
0: really obsessed with poop.
2: I know. But Vanessa's a really good straight
1: shooter, which I think in wellness, people tend to think we all like sugarcoat things, and yeah. Vanessa's like says it how it is and i love that about her
0: yeah i was texting her the other day i'm like how do i do this coffee enema like what do i need almond milk do i need bulletproof coffee like what What <laughs> do, like, I do, do i do
2: i shove a latte up my ass <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> lube no lube what's happening here <laughs> um last question if you had to be reincarnated as a kardashian which one would it be vanessa courtney courtney
2: she's the most sane Posh.
0: Posh.
2: Yeah. Mine would be Courtney. Courtney. Yeah.
0: Mine used to be Courtney, but now mine is currently Kim. Oh. I'm just crushing it. I
2: learned
1: this morning when I was going to boxing, my trainer told me that Kim is going to take the bar. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Good for her. Yeah. I think that is so ballsy and she probably already knows so much about law. And I also just feel like so many people are probably the things she's hearing from people and the fact that she's going to do that. Good for her.
0: Yeah, I think people forget that, like, she comes from a family of lawyers. Like, her father was, you know, a very successful, famous lawyer. And, like, I mean, if anybody can do it, like, she's out there, you know, doing prison reform and, you know, helping get people released from prison. And, like, I mean, hey, if she wants to take a career pivot, I'm all for it. Me
1: yeah, too. it's good.
0: Okay, so you guys just hosted your first Relationship Summit. Mm-hmm. what inspired you to take? Cause you guys both have a wellness background. Like how do relationships fit and like what motivated you to kick off this event?
2: Well, I mean, wellness is 360 degrees. It's mm. the full picture. So as much as it's the food that's on our plate and how much we exercise and move our bodies, it's about our spiritual and emotional health and relationships are what we face every day relationships with ourselves we had two panels relationship with self and relationship with others so it's all about how we relate to ourselves and how we relate to others cuz life is driven by relationships and community and we're not meant to do life alone yeah
1: and we collectively have been to hundreds of summits and events and We've seen a lot and we know what we like and we don't like. And there are parts of the conversation we felt were missing, Mm -hmm. like talking about money or talking about sex. And I think there are these little pockets of these smaller communities that are talking about this, but we want to bring it to a broader community and make it normalized
0: yeah i think that's one of the reasons like um you know nikki and i nikki sharp and i decided to do the hashtag #adulting podcast and it's instead of positioning it cuz we both had a background in wellness instead of positioning the show as a wellness show like we wanted to tackle like what it meant like lifestyle wise and we covered the four pillars we cover are um food and fitness which is a portion of wellness um dating and relationships mental and emotional health and money and business management cuz i feel like those are all i mean it's not uh sold as a wellness podcast but like that's essentially what wellness is people think it's only green juice and and equinox Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah
2: definitely not there's so much more
0: you can have coffee enemas (laughs) you can have friendships
2: right like on the dating apps when i see a guy answer taco to a question i'm like nope next next (laughs)
0: Taco's not your they love
2: to put tacos <laughs> or, for every answer. What's your favorite go to meal? Tacos. What's your favorite color? Tacos. Vanessa's favorite is when someone asks her to go get tacos.
0: <laughs> uh, you should put that in your bio, like oh anti taco. I got a
2: taco for you. Ah. <laughs> oh,
0: my <God.
2: laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Um, so, what would you say is like the one um, biggest hurdle or obstacle people face when it comes to relationships? Is it with ourselves that we're not addressing? Is it you know something that had to do with previous relationships that we're not addressing? Where do you think we should start when we're like... Okay, let me take this question back. When somebody is saying, I'm having a hard time being in a relationship with another person, because I feel like that's what we often think of when it comes to relationships, is like romantic relationships. What do you think is missing from their relationship to themselves that they're not addressing that's hindering their relationships with other people?
2: Well, I think, you know, you're the only common denominator in all of your relationships. So if you find that you're hitting a wall in every single relationship, I would take a step back and look at yourself and see what is it that is preventing me from getting the relationship that i ideally want or mm-hmm. dream of are you the person that you want to date mm. i mean would you date you
0: yes 1000% right <laughs>
2: and if not then what is it that you can do to alter that and does it stem from you know your relationship with your parents when you were a child are you, We just learned this, this past summit all about this technique called repetition compulsion, and it's about repeating patterns from childhood, particularly repeating the exact relationship you had with primarily the opposite-sex parent mm-hmm. that you are trying to resolve as an adult by attracting partners that are similar to that parent, and you're constantly trying to resolve it. The thing is you're never going to resolve it. Mm-hmm. You have to resolve it within yourself first. So I would look at that.
0: Yeah, I always tell people like my type when they ask me like, what, what, what's your type in guys? I'm like, um, unattainable and like married. <laughs> <laughs> That's my type because I was always striving to have a relationship with my parents. But no, I think it's so, um, it's so true. Like the relationships that you have with your parents build the foundation for how you relate to other people. Shauna, did you find that there was a, um, an obstacle that you faced with either of your parents that, hindered your your romantic relationships moving forward
1: you know i've been single for about five years so my last relationship was when i was like 23 24 so i find that it's a little bit hard now as a 30 year old woman to look at how i was behaving as a 24 year old when i look back i was like oh she was a child and i have a lot of compassion for her and i have compassion for my ex who is eight years older than I am. And I, the whole thing was just wrong. Yeah. Um, but what I'm realizing now I'm, I'm currently going through something with a family member and there's so much love in my family and family is everything for me. And I'm very much, I really like to make people happy. I love serving people. And I'm learning that this is getting in the way of my own boundaries. And boundaries has been something that has come up in therapy around my, around business and around some other relationships or just even like boundaries with my time. And um, I'm learning it's really just because I'm, I'm a people pleaser, which if we dissect that has probably a lot to do with you know, not feeling good enough or wanting to please a a different, my, my dad or my mom or my grandpa or whoever it is. So, um, definitely there are definitely patterns there, but it's showing up for me in different ways and in a romantic relationship.
0: Do you guys look at your, your picker, like the the types of people that you're attracted to?
2: Yeah. See if your pickers off. (laughs) I heard that once on millionaire matchmaker. Yeah. Yeah, But it was referring to
1: a man. Yeah, no, was it? Yeah, like she'd be like the your like the your penis does the picking. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, I did And didn't she'd realize. be like, you know, this person is a really good for you on paper, but like are you attracted to her? Like do you
2: Want oh, well her. it could also be the same for women yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i think my picker actually i don't think my picker your was off i think taco. we pick right <laughs> yeah my taco <laughs> my taco <laughs> oh you're just asking for it
1: in these it's the most now, expensive
2: Vanessa. taco that you will ever find um <laughs> <laughs> shit ain't free um no i think that when it comes to picking a mate. I don't think that we necessarily, unless you're picking the same thing over and over again and it's super toxic, we pick exactly what we need at the time to show us what we need to work on and how we need to grow. And I think Shauna made an excellent point about having compassion for oneself. I mean, you have to think of it as uh, a friend of mine, actually had a photo of herself as a baby like a like a little girl four years old on the back of her phone on her mm. saved screen i was like oh what's this and she's like well i keep it here because i'm like when i run into a issue particularly with, with the opposite sex i look at this photo and i'm like would i allow this person to do mm. this to this mm. person or when i find myself having negative self-talk would i speak this way to this little girl and the answer is a thousand percent no. In fact, yeah. you would kill for this child that is perfect, exactly how she is. So why is it any different then as it is now at 30 or then 40? I mean, you have to protect that little girl inside of you and have our little guy and have compassion for that person. And then while you have compassion, compassionately help yourself grow into the person that you want to attract.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think lately I found myself like trying to, like when I get caught up or I get overwhelmed or I feel like I'm being really hard on myself, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I, um, I check in with like my 15 year old self Yeah. where I feel like that was like somebody that was really kind of hurting and struggling and like needed some guidance. And I'm like, okay, let me check in with you and see how I would relate to you right now and talk to you the same way I would need somebody to talk to myself right now. Or I like to look at it as, um, friend you know like if Shauna came to me and she's like I'm going through this situation that I happen to be going through right now and then like how like what would I tell her what advice would I give her because I feel like you're so much better at giving advice to other people than you are at taking it that like You need to flip the role sometimes. It's
1: so black and white when it's somebody else. It's just like you see it so
0: clearly. He's an
2: asshole.
1: Don't date
0: him. Like, enough. Like, stop. But
2: also half the shit you say to yourself in your head, like, oh, I have a zit. I'm so fucking ugly. Would would I turn to my best friend and be like, you're so ugly? (laughs) Never. I would never utter those words, you know? Why would I say those words to myself? It's true. Yeah. Something that came
1: up this weekend, too, is that we also keep ourselves very safe. Mm. So we keep ourselves safe. Like I tend to like not do laundry and like can get messy. And as much as I know it holds me back, like I know if I just clean up for 10 minutes, like I'm going to feel liberated and we keep ourselves safe. So one of our panelists, Ashley Stahl was talking about how she, essentially used to get panic attacks, but I found it really interesting and she really owned it and was like, I used to give myself panic attacks. Mm. And I think to be able to say and own up to the behaviors that you currently have in your life that are not serving you, is it's a wonderful thing. And I think when we can show up and be like, you know what, I'm doing this and just being really honest with yourself, you can do really anything.
0: One of my favorite interviews from last year is with Dr. Kelly Brogan. And she talks about like this sick mentality where like if you keep looking at yourself as if you're damaged, if you're you're sick, you have anxiety. Like if you tell yourself, I'm going to a party tonight, I'm going to be anxious, I'm going to have anxiety, then like you're already putting that idea in your head and you're not combating it. Not to say that anxiety or depression or any type of mental illness, you know, is that easy to just snap out of. But like when you're constantly putting yourself in that, um, in that bucket or in that box, then like you're limiting yourself to that bucket or that box. And like you have to kind of shift your mindset and be like okay no i'm choosing to be healthy today i'm choosing to change the way that i relate to other people or to stop dating a dick because you know his dick ain't that big anyway
2: right (laughs) (laughs) something as simple as being tired like i do it all the time to myself i'll be driving i'm like i'm so tired (laughs) then the next thing i know i'm like halfway on the floor yes you know if i if i just say to myself oh my god i'm so awake and energized and like look in the mirror and just like force a smile yeah i guarantee you it's gonna at least lift my mood a tiny bit
1: it does help i always tell myself i'm tired but the day is almost over i'm not in danger because when we're tired and we tell ourselves we're tired we actually like go into self preservation mode mm. so if you can tell yourself i am not tired i'm going to be okay i am safe i'm going to get through this day you actually you can do it you yeah. will get through it and be able to do what you need to do
0: yeah it's all about it's, it's you're hacking your mindset you're hacking like you know the negative self-talk that you limit yourself with
1: thoughts have power and walks are very powerful. Like a 10-minute walk outside is can change your whole day. Yeah,
0: it's so challenging for me sometimes because I work from home now. So, like, I can get caught in just, like, being home in my sweats and just, like, working and working and working. And then I get crazy because I'm in a box all day long. Like, I have windows and stuff, but, like, I'm in a box and I need to, like, get out and walk. It gets walk. weird at home. It gets weird at home. Yeah, it does. And I just like, read
2: today that sitting is the new smoking, and as soon as yeah. I read that, I stood up on my desk and I was like, "I must type standing."
0: I'm like I was like, "Holy shit!" Now I need a cigarette. Now I'm getting. <laughs> I think we
2: gotta get rid of these stools at some point. I know,
0: <laughs> a standing desk. Did you guys have trouble working with each other, having a friendship, but also having to keep like a professional relationship when it comes to? putting an event together because i know like as well as nikki and i work together on our other podcasts like there are times that we want to strangle each other you know and it's about communication and our relationships with each other that um or things that we're kind of facing that we're not addressing with ourselves that is coming out in our communication with each other
1: i'm finding it a big learning experience because vanessa deals with stress very differently and she'll she shared the night before we were packing goodie bags till midnight and I was like, I have anxiety about tomorrow. And she's just like, listen, we're all doing the best we can. Nobody really knows what they're doing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I feel so much more calm saying that. And then just her presence around me is very helpful. Um, my Virgo brain like really likes to get things done. And we're both really busy. And I
2: I feel like we both stepped in when we needed the other person. Mm-hmm. Shauna's very organized, like definitely way more organized than I am. <laughs> Virgo, like, Virgo. And not only that, she's just very she's methodical so when it comes to like she can see how like a leads to b leads to c leads to d when i usually like bypass and it's like a i feel like the tasmanian devil sometimes and i'm like just make it work you know (laughs) yeah and shauna's like it helps me to break it down because when i get overwhelmed and i'm like oh my god especially when it comes to fundraising this girl is a champ (laughs) Seriously like <laughs> she's so good at at selling and but selling with like the the most authentic like true way of doing it. So nothing is like, it's real. I mean, what we're doing was just to bring awareness and to help people. Yeah. And the way that she pitched was so beautiful. I learned a lot. Like I would usually just sit, I would start the call be Like, so we're (laughs) having this relationship summit and I'm going to throw it to (laughs) Shana.
1: She'd be like, we love your product. And
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shana, take it away. (laughs) Ask for that money. (laughs) Fundraising is an art. Oh my god! Uh,
0: so, what do you think is a um, a practice or a tool that you use in your communication within your friendships, having this working relationship that's worked for you?
2: I think we're lucky. We're honestly just like the way we communicate because we are similar but so different. Mm-hmm that it's it's actually like almost like the perfect fit, I mean, who knows, maybe like in the next five events or whatever something will come about, but we're we're really lucky we communicate well and we both get to the point where we're direct about what we want and what we need,
1: yeah, I mean it's it's pretty new. Yeah. yeah. But so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think one thing that I'm recognizing in your dynamic right now is there's an underlying sense of, like, gratitude for each other and, like, how one picks up the pieces when the other, you know, like, you. there's a nice balance there. Um, and I feel like there was – or not even I feel like, but there was a recent situation where I – um got really upset with a situation um, that kind of um, I felt really hurt and I was taking it very personal and I was really upset with the other person or persons that were, um, you know, that basically created the situation that had happened. And I was like, so angry. And I was like, how dare you do this to me? I can't believe this, you know? And then, and then I kind of had to stop myself and check and be like, okay, go back to gratitude and just be grateful for the situation as a, As a baseline foundation. And then from there, I was like, okay, I'm really coming at this from like a place of ego and not coming at it from a place of like, you know, we're all in this together. You know, everybody has a a seat at the table here. And like, I kind of just have to be grateful for the fact that I'm even sitting at this table and I'm working with all of these other people and that like, we're, we have this um, collective mission together. And, um, you know, it just getting out of my ego because i feel like when we get upset with other people or when there are communication barriers it's because we're operating from a place of ego and not from just a place of like being grateful for everything that we have today
1: totally totally yeah so what do you
0: what was one piece of advice that you guys learned from the relationship summit that you really kind of hit home with
2: i think the compromising thing no for you oh for
1: me the compromise (laughs) Um, yeah, we had a guest, Hans Kohler, who has a master's from Columbia in conflict resolution, and he's just Mm. a pistol. And, um, he talked about, you know, no one in relationships should compromise. We should cooperate. Okay. Which is really amazing and fascinating. Uh I actually had a call with him today about my current issue and he was really amazing and helpful. He's incredible. Um, but You know, the, the words we choose matter saying, but, or like you always, these type of things matter the way we communicate when resolving a conflict, um, recognizing where the other person is coming from. He also suggested repeating back what they say. So if you say to me, like, well, why aren't you doing this? I can say to you, I, I hear that you're feeling like I'm not doing this because I don't care about you. Mm -hmm. Is that true? And then it kind of just puts it back and allows your ego to kind of step back to be like, oh, actually, that's not really how I feel. I know you care about me. Yeah. Um. He w- yeah, He was really, really helpful for me. And I mean, of course, talking about sex is like always a wonderful thing for me. And Vanessa took that panel, um, masculine, feminine dynamics,
2: and that was awesome. Yeah. I learned a lot about um, breathing into your ovaries and your <laughs> okay. and your testicles. Okay. <laughs> By the way, it totally turns you on. You have to like squeeze your anus and like anyways, there's a whole methodology (laughs) to it. But going back to the compromising thing, it's funny when Shauna mentioned, you know, she's a people pleaser. I think a lot of us kids are that grew up having to please and perform and be the perfect, perfect person. And like it, you know, that's what led to my Adderall addiction is like I'm going to be high functioning at all hours of the day. But what I have come to learn from our panel from Hans was that – just being like what we think is easy and amenable to the other person's wants and needs. Can you imagine doing that over the span of 10 years? You lose a little bit of yourself and and the other person doesn't respect you as much. So let's just take going out to dinner, for example. And one person's like, I want Italian. The other person's like, well, I want Chinese. It's like, oh, okay, if you want Chinese, let's just do that. I Because it's, just like, totally it's easier just to allow them to, to do it. Yeah, and you want them to like you or whatnot. A, over time, they lose respect for you. And B, you lose respect for yourself. So he gave this whole um, argument dynamic. It's like, well, I want Italian. Well, I want Chinese. Well, I want Italian. Well, I want want Chinese. And someone's like, well, let's just do Mexican. It's like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or let's just do both. Let's each order whatever we're feeling like ordering. Like, who cares? Like, it's not necessarily compromising yeah like he thinks compromise is the death of things like conflict mm. is healthy in relationships and I think that we put pressure on ourselves as a society as soon as we have a first fight especially now with the endless options you can scroll through on a dating app as soon as you have your first fight you're like oh he's not meant to be what's his astrology sign it's not in the stars <laughs> I wonder who that who who are you talking about Vanessa <laughs> <laughs> who has an app on their phone what <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I, had to, I had to delete all my apps and like take a break from all of it.
2: From the astrology?
0: From the apps? Oh, from all no. Them. I only like astrology is bullshit until I like what it says, yeah, and then right? it's the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I agree. I need to stop checking on people's um astrological signs yes. along with mine. Yes. Well, because isn't stupid. it
0: so much deeper than just, like, what Cosmo says? Like, you have to, like, find out, like, what time you were born yeah, that, and, like, that's all what I, I have. she knows all that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: She's, like, a pro. The amount like, of people laborizing. charted in my phone is Oh, my God, that's hysterical. <laughs> Wait, but adding to this, basically the polarity in all relationships is really, really healthy. Okay. And I have a friend who is my longest, like, adult friend. Like, I met her when I was living in New York City around 21 and we're still really good friends. And she is german and american her mom's german she grew up going to like french day camp so she's very european and she would be like are you upset about that let's hash it out and i'd be like no it's fine and i remember being 21 years old and being like whoa like i don't have any relationship like this my family isn't like this we would just avoid until later on we're just like love you and we hug each other and they call it a day but she's like no let's hash it out and like let's yell about it and get it over with and then you're finished and you move forward And then all of a sudden your relationship is stronger. So I'm trying to step into that. And I also think a little bit of anger is very exciting and really sexy, whether or not it's like passion. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not a romantic relationship, I think it does something to like the person or me rather, or just to like, kind of like stir things up inside. And then all of a sudden, maybe like your writing is stronger or your phone calls are stronger. Your clients are just, I think it. It has very positive it's a level effects. of intensity that
0: yeah. I think you don't really feel unless you have intense feelings about that specific type of person. Yes. That, like, you got to
2: move those emotions otherwise yeah. they get stored in your organs as sickness, oh you know. You you have to if you feel anger, you have to express it. I mean in a nice rational yeah. way, but you should definitely, oh, right? Not <laughs> I rage don't Yeah. Yeah. Don't start screaming profanities at the first no, time. Can't but, be hurtful. Yeah. But you have to express yourself and get it out. Otherwise, yeah. it'll manifest as something really nasty later on. Mm-hmm.
0: Or one thing that I think I learned from you, Shauna, is about the physicality of holding on to our emotions. And like ha- after working out, you said that you sh- used to get really emotional.
1: Mm-hmm. Some workouts will do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I've noticed that within myself, how like when I wasn't processing my emotions and then I would go and work out and then afterwards I would like feel so raw and vulnerable mm. and emotional. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. but it's because like when we hold on to those emotions, they stay in our body until we physically release them.
2: That's why movement is so important. That's why I like the class with Taryn Toomey because I loved that that's how you started it off. Right? mm, Move and scream at the same time. This class is magical because fine is never fine. Fine is fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. So Mm -hmm. if you're saying you're fine, mm, (laughs) let's think again. You're not
1: fine.
0: Any more summits on the horizon?
1: Yeah, we want to do one in like the next two, three months. Yeah.
0: Wow. We're
1: already thinking of the next
0: theme, other pillars besides relationships.
2: Yeah, but I I think there's a lot more to offer with this. Yeah, well, we had such a great reception. We're thinking about doing actually like a whole day workshop with Mm. like workbooks and exercises and having these coaches
1: come up, maybe bring up some volunteers and
2: coach them through the different aspects
1: of their life. Oh, that sounds
0: fun. Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins style. I like
1: it. Yeah, I know. Someone said that to me yesterday. and I was like, oh, really? Yeah, that's Uh. what he does.
0: He like brings people up and like has them work out their shit in the audience.
1: Yeah, it's like Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Mastin Kip does that too. But Ma- I think Mastin looks up to um, uh, Tony Robbins.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You guys are on something. <laughs> Where can they go to keep up with you guys?
1: At Soul Wellness Method on Instagram and soulwellnessmethod.com.
0: Yes, Vanessa.
2: At V's Honey on Instagram and at V's com. <laughs> I love it.
0: Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Don't forget to listen and subscribe every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. And you can check out the new season of Hashtag Adulting, which is out now. Last week, we had Jillian Michaels on the show, and it is... All over the press because she had some very heated things to say about the keto diet. So go and check that out as well. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to follow Shauna. Don't forget to follow Vanessa. And listen to Hashtag No Filter every Wednesday on all the podcast platforms. Um, until next time, I'm going to go hang out with these, these lovely ladies and learn more about my relationships with other people and, of course, with myself. Okay, bye.